Check, 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 it's raining. Can you hear it? Actually, I think this might be good for sound. Because rain is like dampening. Or is that snow? <laughs> rain, is, rain is literally dampening. It's sound dampening. <laughs> the sound can't move through the water. Welcome to Will and Jace, a Fraser podcast. I did not know that. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about season two, episode 19 Someone to Watch Over Me. Someone to watch over me. Episode end. <laughs> that was a fun. That was, that that was, was good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You gotta harmonize more. For those that are new to the podcast, my name's Jace. I've seen Frasier a whole bunch of times. And this is my first go on the merry-go-round. And what's your name? Oh, I'm Will. <laughs> I suppose they probably figured that out when we said it. it's Will and Jace. I'm a voice in your head. <laughs> Wait, what, what, huh, what, what? Always commanding me to talk about Frasier. For those new to the podcast, <laughs> you're in a dream. <laughs> I knew it. There were so many clues <laughs> along the way. So many clues. Wake up. <laughs> uh, last week, you took a, a guess, a stab in the dark, if you will, about what this episode was about. And here's what you had to say. Frazier is giving advice. He gives advice on his radio show, and he gets the attention of a local Seattle psychological institute that his advice is not strictly accurate with their standards. So they send him out, you know, a letter that they want him overseen by, like, an older, more established psychiatrist. And Frazier takes this, you know, in a Frazier way, like, well, I don't think I need, purr, I don't think I need oversight. He has this older psychiatrist in the booth with him, overseeing him, critiquing him, and drives Frazier crazy. And Frazier tries to shake him and accepts that maybe he's been doing the pop psychiatrist thing a little too long and does need a little bit of brush up on the fundamentals of treating mental health. So you went a different direction. I thought it was a mentor-mentee situation. No, instead it was a stalker-stalky situation, uh, this episode. Here's a quick synopsis of the episode and what happened. The episode all starts out at a radio station in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> We're going to California way. <laughs> uh, Frazier's on the radio. He's talking to a caller, Brian the Caller. Brian's saying he has trouble focusing on things, and Frazier then gets distracted because he got nominated for a CB. Twice in two years. It's a big deal. So he's excited about that, and then gets a call from his admirer, Kari. And Kari, you know, is always fawning all over Frazier and saying how great he is, and Ross is kind of, you know, over it. But then it goes a little bit further, and Kari starts dropping some hints that, that say that maybe she's a bit more than just a fan. Uh, and throughout the episode, you see little hints. She leaves something in his briefcase. You find something at his apartment. And so Frazier gets worried and hires a bodyguard to go with him to the CB Awards because she made a, a veiled threat that she'd be at the CBs and causing havoc in a red dress. So Frazier goes to the CBs with the bodyguard, who is a female. And Frazier at one time thinks that the bodyguard is Kari and then uh, mistakes other people for Kari. And it turns out that Martin identifies who the correct stalker is. And at the end of the episode, Frazier gets assaulted in a parking garage, yeah, I think. he gets parking garage mugged. Yeah. So there you go. Brian the Caller at the beginning. Frazier gives Brian some advice about the Shabibo tribe. <laughs> yes, yes Frazier's been to the Amazon. I guess Frazier's been to the Amazon. Yeah, I... 
Frasier will drop these like, oh, you have to do this because I've done this. But we know how fussy he is. Was he on like a luxury Amazon safari? Which I'm sure exists. Don't you feel like if this was a modern episode, Niles would have a line like, oh, the only time you've been to the Amazon is on your computer. Oh, something absolutely. Like that. Yes. And even then, that's still like a 1998 line that's like on as, your computer that's on a website <laughs> www.amazon.com it's as modern as i get will yeah, really. I, that is it, kind of where you stopped i've made it up to 1998 <laughs> i got a cd you guys <laughs> and a cd player bulldog was also nominated for a cb award oh yeah yeah He's so Fra won. frazier we know was nominated last season and that was the first time yeah. for them and nominated this season they didn't win last they season. did not win yeah they did win this season they did in the post credits yeah they win the cb do you think that he will be nominated every season i think he'll be nominated every season because it's kind of just a fun if i was a writer on this show i would want as many outs as i could like recurring things i have to rethink like some situation with these five people every week i'm like okay this time frazier doesn't know what soap is and martin does i don't know so i wait a minute <laughs> you think martin would know what soap is and frazier what are you even watching the show will frazier and martin have an argument about if you grill with propane or caviar um <laughs> Like, by season seven, I would be so exhausted. It was like, this week, Frazier and Niles argue over the best way to shoot down a paper plane with gum. I don't know. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm still hung up on the fact that you think Frazier fills his uh, propane tank with caviar. <laughs> <laughs> what a disgusting image. Anyway. <laughs> so it's the second time. I think it's going to be every season. I think sometimes they'll win. Sometimes they won't. Because you can play with that. Like, if they win two seasons in a row, then the next one's like, well, we're shoe-ins. We're not the underdogs right, anymore. Right. And then they can get knocked down. So I think it's going to They could recur. also play with, though, I can't believe we didn't get nominated this Ooh, year. They could. I think every season has a Seabees episode. Okay. I'll give you that. And That's fair, yeah. Maybe the CB episode is they didn't get nominated for a CB. Okay. Because Frazier's getting stale. Bulldog not, though. He's won three times in a oh, row. Yeah. He is a symbol of broadcasting excellence in Seattle. He's, uh, I mean, yeah, he's the most popular show, right? They did say that it, won, but it was the number one show on KECL. Which makes sense. And he's in drive time. He's after Frazier. We've established is in the afternoon, so he's drive Frazier home. was three to six, though. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but when are you driving home? Seven? Eight. Twenty. Fifty. <laughs> you don't know how four, regular jobs four, work, do you? What do you... What a time. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll have a... I'm sure they'll just mess with that and then we need to be like, no, no, Frazier's one to four. Don't worry about it. In 1998, <laughs> people didn't have cars, so there was no drive time. The economy was good. Everyone worked from four to seven. <laughs> Anyways, the Gonzo Sports Hour, most popular show. He's won a number of times. Gonzo Sports Show. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's more than an hour. I felt... Ah, 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 I felt good for a second, too. And you took that from me. That's my job. It makes me want to go back. Call that a haircut, do you? <laughs> it's a good haircut. It's a what's that, what's that you're wearing? A coat or a dumb coat? <laughs> it's a, it's a, you could do a lot better with this coat. I look like Chewbacca. <laughs> anyway, back to Frasier. Are we committed to goodbye and good listening for Frasier's sign-off? Wait, what? <laughs> he did. Oh, ooh, Mr. Not Paying Attention. At the end of his advice, he said goodbye and good listening. Mm. Not a fan. It's not a great one. I don't think we are committed to that. I hope not. I, I think I would remember if that was something that recurred a lot. All right. Yeah. Let's put that on the board. It does that, not recur. Then again, I might not remember. <laughs> a lot of episodes like, oh, this is the one with Mechagodzilla. Oh, jeez. I forgot. <laughs> I think I would have remembered Mechagodzilla. <laughs> a lot of bald burns on Frasier this week. True. 
People yeah. are, and I think it's just gonna get worse because he's just gonna bald more. Well, actually, no, they, he does. <laughs> he does bald more. He does. He does bald more, and he gets rid of some of the hair that he does have. I'm still waiting. I am shocked we've gotten this far, and he still has the power mower. Power mullet, baby. Really, I've seen screenshots, screen caps, whatever of future seasons. I know it goes are away you, are at you, some point. You're peeking. You're putting it on Instagram. You're peeking ahead. You're putting future seasons of us on our Instagram. I told you you had no access to our Instagram account. <laughs> when I'm when I'm telling people about you. Instagram, that's for everyone but you. But well, yeah, honestly, you, you that's true. You can't go on Will and Jason Fraser no. podcast Instagram. I my relationship to this show is so strange. <laughs> There's so much I like can't know. You are a guest. You are <laughs> in a this guest world. on this Insta account. Kari, the super fan. Yes. She, you know, seems to be a bit snockery. Ooh. I'm here to tell you that's a real thing. Oh, in radio? That's a radio real stalkers? thing in radio. Yeah, for sure. I worked in radio for a while and I used to produce a show for the lead singer of a band. And, and he had a couple of people that would, would mail in things and call like every week. And it was, I mean, like you can call every week, but it was weird kind of stuff. And they came to the station once. Do you have any stalkers yourself? I did not. Uh. Well, n- not really. They tried to get to the host of the show through me. Got they it. sent me something <laughs> a once. A proxy. Yeah, pretty much. So I think I was being used, but I don't think I've ever had an actual stalker i wrote down bulldog must be just terrible to work with i mean we've established he's that. just just awful he's, just, he's barking at people he's lifting his leg we seem to be leaning more into the actual dog thing i don't know how far <laughs> we're gonna take this at some point they might lean into the bull part he seems like he might just start running at people yeah. wearing red he just like yeah just the red cape. <laughs> just get him into a wall i think it's a good bit that was a good way maybe it'll happen i don't know Olay. maris is upset about her manicurist being ill yes seems like a maris problem type of problem and yeah. she was upset that they weren't be important enough to be stocked would you at all like just part of you like if, if we had a stalker on the podcast and they were you know they were all all about jace Oh. Which is my spinoff podcast. <laughs> all uh, about that, Jace. No would, trouble. Would you at all be be jealous? I, no, a part of me would not you be paused. jealous. You paused. You would. You'd oh, be... I was about to say all of me would be incredibly <laughs> jealous. I, it would dis- consume me. There's enough stalkers to go around, I'm my friend. I'm the fun one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm the Samantha. I bring out the crazies. Jason, you bring out the crazies. And you're not getting into Princeton. Shut up, Mom! <laughs> uh, Niles said at one point, uh, well, Frazier was kind of bragging about being nominated for an award, and, and Niles said that popularity is the hallmark of mediocrity. Which he just made up. Which he just made up, but I totally bought. Oh, yeah, that sounds like, like that a, sounds like a thing. <laughs> it's a totally great quote, and one that I actually may have repeated at one point. Probably. Like it stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, you worked in radio. Do you think that's true? Popularity is no, the hallmark? that's just a shitty thing people say when they get annoyed that something they like other people then like alright alright follow up question <laughs> do you think that Hallmark the company is yes. the hallmark of mediocrity absolutely okay see that's a more accurate statement I think I think there's something to oh, what hold on a sec our, our Hallmark sponsorship fell through okay it, it's gone I, it all, them, all of it's me. gone <laughs> they were giving us unlimited greeting cards and knickknacks yeah 
we have some knickknacks, though, right? No, they're gone. They took them. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, not yeah. only did they cut the funding, they came and took our knickknacks. What always throws me about this is how this happens before we release the episode, just when we're mm-hmm. recording. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I we, am bugged. Yeah. And, and and usually by the like when we're about to start an episode, yeah. we're about to close a sponsorship deal. Exactly. And we're like, oh, we'll just do it afterwards. And, then, and we blow it. So apparently sociopaths have like their own handwriting they were talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I whenever I think about the handwriting pseudoscience, which by the way is in no way real, but CSI like shows like to be like, ooh, those big loops mean that they've just committed a murder. I think of Halle Berry's Catwoman. Where, you you often think of Halle Berry's really Catwoman. <laughs> and not for the reasons I do. My favorite, yes. <laughs> No, watching that as a child and having the lack of reaction was kind of a giveaway. <laughs> uh, I was just like, how does this fit into the Batman lexicon? Hmm. So how? So it, I've never... They have a thing where like pre she becomes Catwoman and post she becomes Catwoman. She like writes sorry on a bag. Uh, and they have it in like the crime lab. Like, oh, this sorry is like a demure woman that wouldn't dress up as a cat but this sorry <laughs> this is a violent erotic sorry and it's like okay this is not anything if you these if loops you, are sex violence loops yeah if you cross your t a little bit low that means you like to dress up as a cat yeah <laughs> thing is you can tell that i got a low t my friend i have a low t low t meow <laughs> I liked the phone call from the car dealer, Madman Martinez. Oh, the stealth commercial? I really enjoyed it. Like, and, and, and you were kind of buying it as you went along. And that's a pretty good marketing gimmick. It really is. Like, you, sh- you should just call radio shows and start talking about your business. Business is good. I mean, we just got all these new... We got so many deals. Deals. I don't know why people aren't coming. <laughs> people say you're mad. Roz has a pimple. Yes. That's her plot this week. That's Roz's plot this week. She's every, got a pimple on her nose. Every time Roz gets a plot like that, I just want to go, Ack! It's like a Kathy ah. cartoon. Yeah, Ross gets a lot of, like, Kathy cartoon yeah. plots. I can't believe I have a pimple. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Chocolate. But anyways, apparently the, the pimple is very noticeable. We, yes. could, we could see the pimple. And I guess they made a comment it was barely noticeable. From where? The space shuttle? <laughs> well, I went on a bit of a deep dive about space shuttles and space shuttle missions. This episode aired in 1995, and it turns out there was many space shuttle missions in the mid to late 1990s. Oh, yeah. And the one that was closest to the air date of this episode, you probably know this already. Of course. Mission STS-63. Yeah, it's the one now, that brought back the Venom symbiote. Oh, no, that was uh, uh, STS-64. Oh, then I have no idea. Yeah, so 63 was significant for a couple of reasons. First, it was the first mission that had a female shuttle pilot, Eileen Collins. Eileen Collins, so good for her. Good for NASA. Good for us. Yeah. Between Roz's plotline and Eileen Collins, a lot of exciting things happening for women. And also, there was a cosmonaut on board. Is that different from an astronaut? It is. It's a Russian astronaut. If it was during the Cold War, we would have thought there was some type of sabotage that took place where a, a cosmonaut had boarded yeah. an American space shuttle, but but this is after the Cold War. No, now they'll just share false Facebook articles. It was during that brief two-month period where Russia and America weren't fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and what a two months it was. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I like when they wear tuxes. Whenever everybody's in a tux, I'm having fun. Do you appreciate their their style of tuxedo? It's got the cummerbund. I, I think Kelsey Krim just looks good in a cummerbund. Okay. The cummerbund was very much invented to let men with a flat tire look good. Are you thinking cummerbund nothing else? <laughs> no. Uh, no. I don't that want that. That will haunt your dreams tonight. No, you want all Everybody of listening? Kelsey Grammer and a cummerbund, but nothing else. Nothing else. See, men look good in more clothes. I like this. this is, go, very, go on. It's like 
if you ask anyone attracted to men like, ooh, what's the- You're not gonna get like, ooh, just John Hamm in a Speedo. Like, no, John Hamm in a full suit. Right, okay. In a, in a button jacket. <laughs> the more you remove, the worse it gets. Interesting. But when you add things, we look incredible. <laughs> they mentioned Leo the Happy Chef. Love it. I, I don't think we've seen Leo before. No, the cooking radio show? Yeah, apparently it's a radio show that's just- I mean- we have, Does that work? We have Gil Chesterton. Re but he's just reviewing restaurants. Yeah, which which I argue barely works on yes, the radio. How many restaurants can you review if it's a daily show? In the I'd... booming 90s? A lot. <laughs> I guess. Economy was good. But I'm even more baffled about this this cooking show. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe we could we could give the show a try. Oh, absolutely. Just to see if it works. Yeah. So I will be uh, Leo, the happy chef, and you can be a, uh, a caller. Okay. Like. Okay. Welcome to Leo the Happy Chef. Today we're making grits. First, uh, turn on your stove. Then uh, heat up, heat up the stove. And then, uh, man, I wish I had a collar. Hey, Leo. Oh, hi. <laughs> you just went right through. It's me, Brian. How do you know if your grits are burnt? <laughs> That was a low ball. And still you disappoint me. Frazier's bodyguard is named Cindy. Cindy sent over from the Unified Protection Agency. What, they ran out of Claire's? Cindy uh, said that Frazier made his first mistake when he answered the door. Yeah. Gotcha, Frazier. Yeah, she put a knife to his neck. Said you'd already be <laughs> dead. Cindy seemed uh, legit, no nonsense. Seemed oh, yeah. like uh, she knew what bodyguard. she was doing. Yeah. When she's alone with Frazier, who's concerned about a stalker, she says, you know, I've always been a, a big fan of yours, and I requested this assignment. That might be a no-no. Yeah, I would say no. Don't. Don't. You know. <laughs> I want to protect you from a murderer. You know, I've always liked murder. I probably wouldn't say that if I was, if I was her, but it does further the plot. It does, and that's important. <laughs> so that's a big... You have to consider that. <laughs> it's a big plus. What do you think Martin- so Martin does not like her name is Cindy. Mm -hmm. What, in Martin's opinion, is a tough enough name to be a bodyguard? What name is he, like, fine with? Ruth? Ruth. That's a no-nonsense name. I, I like a they, Ruth. They might have mentioned a Ruth in this episode as a name. What, what do you think would be a name that he would be okay with? Yeah, not Katie. He wouldn't like that. I'm just gonna go through every woman's name in my mind. Like, old school. No, but, like, Millie he would think is too old. Like a Catherine. No, like a tailor, maybe a maybe a tailor, maybe a tailor. Yeah, or a or a pat. I can take a bullet. I like Martin's. Like I can bodyguard you, and Frazier's giving him crap that no, you can't. It seems like he probably could though. Probably. I mean, he's still got his police skills, but yeah. he's pretty hobbly. He's very hobbly. He's, he's a Captain Hopalong. Fifty-fifty chance that's a word. <laughs> hobbly. Hobbly. Hundred percent chance it offends someone. <laughs> Eddie burying his head in the couch might be my favorite Eddie trick yet. <laughs> Eddie's a good little guard dog. He's just put, he's put his head in the Yeah, someone stuffed me in the couch. <laughs> Most of the tricks you can tell that they're, you know, the trainers right off screen. This one, you could tell the trainer told him to put his head in the couch. Yeah, like there was, it was a little more, I feel like as we're getting deeper, the tricks are getting a little more intricate. Yeah, by next season, they'll be riding a unicycle and <laughs> juggling. <laughs> just to see it. Does the name Squeaky From mean anything to you? Was one of the lines in this episode. Who told you? Do, do you know who Squeaky From is? No idea. Squeaky From was one of the Manson family, uh, known for her squeaky voice. Oh, yeah. So he was saying, you know, someone with a high-pitched voice can't be dangerous. I like the name Squeaky. 
Cindy apparently is trained in the art of Vulcan martial arts. Yeah, she puts <laughs> Bulldog in a chokehold uh, like <laughs> instantly. Which Bulldog is into. So the we UN. get to see the birth of a fetish, which is always a good Fraser moment. Oh, I don't think that's a birth. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> also, birth is a fetish for Bulldog. <laughs> I've seen this episode a bunch, you know, so I knew what was going to happen. I'm curious your process through this episode. Did you think that the bodyguard was going to be the stalker? No, At any I point? Didn't. Okay. I really didn't. Did you think the stalker would have a red dress? I did. Okay. I, I kind of thought it was going to be what we got, that the stalker was just misunderstood and harmless. Because that kind of just like the last person who didn't wear this ended up in their grave mm -hmm. is just vague enough to give like, because he got cold. Um, I didn't think that Frasier would try to escape and then get mugged by these three guys just skulking in the parking garage of an award show. That was a twist. Yeah, sure. It was a twist. <laughs> We're definitely in Daredevil world now. So, so nothing shocking in this episode. Not shocking. It, it changed lanes. A couple of Frasier episodes that I find less than ideal, I always, in the last seven minutes, they change plots like six times. It's like, now this is happening. There are some twisty twists, twists, twists. Yes. It does get twisty sometimes. It gets twisty sometimes. Frasier quickly puts Mrs. Littlejohn in a crazy headlock. Yeah. Arm bar. Some type of, yeah, that was. Take her down. I didn't know Frasier was, you think Frasier's a good fighter? No, because he seems very he's big, del delicate a lot of yeah. the time. But also, he is big, and he's got he's got a body for fighting. I think you'd he, think he surprises you, because I think if he just uses his weight and just like art, like he just had her. I think of just like a basic arm bar. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I have to fight. I learned one move, and it worked. Do you think Martin should have just let Kari go at the end? Does so, he not? What no, does he, he does. Do? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think he should have? Oh yeah. Do you think something else should have happened there? What is he going to do? Like, arrest her for sending a scarf? I don't know. Is that... It, it, it's... It, like, he can't legally do anything else. No, but, I mean, he could have... He could have introduced her to... I don't know. Like... Here's your stalker, Frazier. Yeah. I fixed it. That might not have been good. Maybe not. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do there would be. I thought he was going to ask her out. Really? Oh, Yeah. So that's that's. The I think a lot more Fraser should be focused on Martin's love life. Buckle up, my friend. I find him. I find Martin dating much more fun than Fraser dating. That's an. What? Well, yeah, that's an interesting concept. And and Roz dating. We usually just hear the salacious. Well, yeah, you know, we don't actually. From, if we actually like let Roz be a character, I would love to see her going on a date. We just hear like, I met this guy at the plumber's store, and he covered me in peanut butter. And Fraser <laughs> says, "Stop it," and then she's gone for the episode. Roz got her line in. It's like, all right, that was enough of that. Would you mind painting a picture for me? Sure. So Daphne talks about the Butcher of Brighton when they were talking about the sociopath handwriting. The serial killer used to collect people's eyelids, I guess. Uh, surely there must be other England serial killers, oh, yeah. right? Go the ahead. Lacerator of Liverpool. That's what I got. <laughs> Tell me all about the Lacerator of Liverpool. Oh, okay. What is this? Let me go. What have you done? I'm sorry, Marcus. This is the only way. This is the only way to stop you. Daphne, what are you doing to me? Untie me. Let me go. No, Marcus. I'm going to reach into your mind, use my abilities, and make you someone else. Someone better than this. We'll meet again once I say your trigger phrase. Bulldog. So you think, you think Daphne is? I think <laughs> Daphne reprogrammed a British serial killer to be Bulldog Bob Briscoe. It got... <laughs> 
I can't wait. That's canon. Can't wait until he's activated. You want some fun facts? Yes. Here? I actually only have one fun fact. Bring it. It's really fun though. Okay. Really fun. I'm looking at your wide eyes. It's so fun. It's so fun. Madman Martinez, yes. the guy that called in, was John Lithgow. That's fun. That is fun. It gets funner. Okay. Though, in 1982, John Lithgow was actually the original choice to play Frasier when they were making Cheers. Wow. And you know what? It would have worked. He, it would have worked. He would have. It would have been different, but I think he would have been really My good. My knee jerk is like John Lithgow is too old. He's probably the same age as Kelsey Grammer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And he can he can play pompous psychiatrist. Yes, right. Like, that was Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. So I think he. I I don't know the exact story, but it's probably a scheduling conflict or something. Something and didn't do it, and it worked out great because Kelsey yeah. Grammer is incredible at the role. But but yeah, it's kind of fun. That is fun. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> you never. Fun- you never believe me. You're always like, ah, oh, you're not a fun fact. It's gonna be dumb. It's not. It's not dumb. When you wake up, you're going to be a sports radio host and think you're a real dog. <laughs> what was your rating for this episode? My rating for this episode was a two. A two? Two shots. Interesting. Yeah. Care to explain? Yeah, I thought I'd just changed lanes too many times and uh, kind of predictable and not a lot of good payoff jokes. I think we, we could have gotten more if we focused more on the CBs than on the stalker thing. I'm going 3.5. All right. I enjoyed it a lot. I like uh, CB episodes. I think the CB episodes are fun. And uh, I, I got, you know, it was kind of fun figuring out who the, the person would be. Who and, could it be? Yeah. Uh, it, frankly, it was going to be a higher grade until the parking garage part at the end. Sometimes you're going to get mugged. I guess, I guess so. They, he was like all torn up. Accepting his award. Yeah. Yeah, the post. Yeah. Next episode is called Breaking the Ice. Ooh. We have a prediction of what Breaking the Ice will be about. All right. So it's about small talk. And Martin has one of his poker nights, and Fraser tries to make small talk with Martin's friends and just cannot do it. He cannot start a conversation with the, the working class. So Martin teaches Fraser the art of small talk. Interesting. So we're going to get to see the poker crew again. Yes. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Cool. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Probably won't, though. No. Thanks to everyone who's listening and giving us uh, good ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast or any podcast platform that you get your podcasts from. We're on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Jace. I'm Will. I'm done. No more. No more.